In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Wow, that's pretty heavy. What you've heard me and other clergy say over and over again is that Jesus came into the world to bring us salvation. That he came to show us the love of God the Father. I've told you that we are to love as Jesus loves us. As a matter of fact, each Sunday at the offertory, I repeat, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God. And then Jesus goes on to say, for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and one's foes will be members of one's own household. How in the world is that consistent with how we are to be examples of the love of Christ? Could it be possible that we have inappropriately interpreted how Jesus expects us to interact with one another? Well, certainly not. But Jesus says in his gospel, it is enough for the disciples to be like the teacher. So if we are to be his disciples, maybe we need to look a little more closely at what it means to be like Jesus. Was Jesus really like how we often see him portrayed? We've often heard people talk about gentle Jesus meek and mild. But if that is how Jesus was perceived when he walked the earth, why did he pose a threat to the religious leaders or to the Roman authorities? The truth, my friends, is that Jesus was a radical leader. He upset the status quo. He sought justice for those who were oppressed. He opposed those who held themselves up as righteous, while at the same time condemning those who did not live up to their harsh interpretation of the law. Jesus stood up for the poor, the sick, and those in prison, and, then, and those that most people would simply choose to ignore. When Jesus says that he didn't come to bring peace, but a sword, he isn't calling his followers to go to war. But he knows that if his disciples stand for justice and peace, others will feel threatened and they'll fight back. When he says that family members will turn against family members, he's not saying that he wants this to happen. He's warning us that following Jesus is sometimes threatening to those around us. And yet, we are called to persevere. We are to stand up for what is right, what is just, what we believe Jesus would have us do. 
a number of us from St. Luke's, along with members of Soldiers AME Zion Church, have been participating in a book study of the book Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Stevenson writes of his efforts through the Equal Justice Initiative to fight for justice for predominantly black and poor individuals in the prison systems of the Deep South. We've read deeply moving stories of terrible malfeasance in our criminal justice system towards people of color. And we have shared deeply personal stories that have opened the doors to meaningful and mutual understanding. Wednesday night, as our meeting was coming to a close, we wrestled with the question, what can we do to address the, iniquity, the inequities and abuses that are, that are faced by the most vulnerable in our society? The underlying question was, what would Jesus do? And as his followers, what would Jesus have us do? We decided firstly that Jesus would have us continue to be in dialogue with one another and continue to find ways that we could share our personal stories. And we decided that we needed to become better informed and to advocate for judges and prosecutors that stand for our values as concerned and compassionate Christians. And most importantly, we can and we should speak out and call attention to injustices that we become aware of. As followers of Jesus, we are called to do as he would do. Will that make some people angry? Probably so. We are called to take a stand wherever we see abuse or injustice. Jesus calls us individually and as a church to make the radical choices that define discipleship. We are to make hard choices that are often not going to be liked by everyone, sometimes even by those closest to us. As one writer says in, in a commentary on this passage, standing with Jesus is not the carefree bliss of the naive, but the tough-minded courage of those who have taken their stand with a full understanding of the risks. Jesus tells us he did not come to bring peace, but a sword. We're not all called to carry the same sword. If you speak out against mighty factories and huge corporate farms that pollute our air, our soil, and our waterways, some will oppose you. Speak boldly. If you see injustices and prejudice against our LGBTQ community and you take a stand for equality, some will revile you. Stand boldly. When you witness injustice and oppression in our government leaders and institutions, and you speak out, there will be those who will oppose you. Call them out boldly. 
Being bold does not mean that we have to be combative or disrespectful. We can forcefully stand for what we believe while still treating others with dignity and respect. If we have something to say, I always say to my children, if you've got something to say, say it in a manner where others can actually hear it. Jesus was never timid about advocating for the poor, the destitute, and the oppressed. He boldly stood in support for the sick, the friendless, and the needy. My friends, Jesus said, do not think that I came to bring, I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Let us hoist our swords and follow Jesus. Amen.